13-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones. Hello, it is Sean here and welcome back to another episode of Fun Kids Meets. This is the podcast where we meet excellent, amazing and interesting people and joining us at this day, this fine day, <laughs> it is Bex. So welcome along, Bex. Hello there, this fine day. How are you? <laughs> I'm, I'm very good. And when Bex arrives on Fun Kids Meets, it's usually because she's been chatting to an excellent author. Is that the case today or are you going to shock us rigid with something else? Can you imagine if I was like, no, I've been speaking to a tree. Uh, yes, it was an excellent author. You are correct. And uh, t- today's was a very exciting, a very exciting name, I have to say. You know, there's some names that you're like, oh, I'd quite like that person on the uh, on the Fun Kids show. Well, this was one of those. And that person was? Rob Biddulph. Rob Biddulph. Yes, please. Although at the moment, I'm sort of thinking about Fun Kids meets a tree and how that would work. <laughs> I feel like that should be an April Fool's Day episode. Oh just my you goodness. hanging out with a tree. Sean, can we do it? Can we make sure? And we'll not tell the Fun Kids bosses and we'll pitch it to them and they'll be like, have Bex and Sean, are they okay? Are they yeah. all right? Just those we'll... rustling of those tree branches. Not to steal Rob Biddulph's thunder there. No, of course With the not. arrival no, no, no. of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> Rob Biddulph is going to be loads better than the tree. We're just, just going to point that out there now. I, I've already done the interview. I can promise you Rob Biddulph has more to say to himself than your closest oak tree. I promise you that. Brilliant stuff. What are the behind the scenes of this interview, Bex? Anything spicy? Behind the scenes, gosh, no, this was just a lovely old chat, to be honest. Sometimes there's like my dog barking in the background or, uh, you know, like the Lemony Snicket one, I was called Dangerously Unstable. Uh, but no, this was just a lovely old chat with, with Rob Biddulph uh, talking about art and his brand new books. And just, uh, he's, a, a lot of people might know him, actually. Um, he... During the lockdown, he did Draw with Rob, this kind of series. Mm. And so lots and lots of people got involved with his like videos online. And I know that he broke a Guinness World Record. So we had a little chat about that. Um, because as you and I have both broken uh, Guinness World Records as well, Sean. Many as you may well know. Many, yeah, right. Many records. Oh, honestly. Can't, can't forget it, can you? Um, so, yes, we had a lovely old chat about that. Excellent stuff. Right, let's get with the fun kids meets bingo. This is where I try and guess um, what you guys chatted about Mm. now from what i know of the book there is a magic pencil involved Mm -hmm. and i want to be finding out what if 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 rob had the magic pencil what is he going to be drawing okay also there's a there's a drawn city in the book right and i reckon there's going to be some sort of mystery or nonsense happening in that in that drawn city i want to be finding out what what the vibe is in in the drawn city okay yes yep good guess and finally i want to know whether he's snuck in any like cartoon character easter eggs 
like other illustrations, you know, without without treading on anyone's IP for legal reasons. But as he snuck in a couple of little characters, little drawn characters in there, that's what I'd mm. do. I'd I'd sneakily get one in. Yeah, but you're a renegade, Sean. That's it. I'm a maverick. I don't play by the rules. No, you make the rules and then you destroy the rules. Um, well, three very good guesses, I would say there, Sean. I suppose we should probably listen to the interview to find out if you are correct. Yep, let's find out what Rob Bidolf has got to say for himself as Bex chats to Rob Bidolf. <laughs> <laughs> we can't use that. Let's do a better in- in- intro than that. <laughs> <laughs> so let's find out what happens when Bex chats to Rob Bidolf. Oh, fuck, right out loud. Rob... <laughs> So let's find out what happens when Bex chats to Rob Bidolf. So I'm joined right now by author and illustrator Rob Bidolf. Hey Rob, how are you going? I'm good, thanks. How are you? It's really nice to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I mean, you are a name that I've had in my in my sphere of authors for a long time, so I'm glad we finally pinned you down. <laughs> oh, well, thank you. <laughs> Because we should say, so you're um, you're well known as a very excellent illustrator, uh, but you've got your first kind of big fiction book coming out. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about it? I have, yeah. It's called um, so it's called Peanut Jones and the Illustrated City. It's actually the first book in a trilogy, and uh, yeah, I'm super excited about it. It's a new world for me, this the middle grade world, because I've you know I've done lots of picture books, but um, uh, yeah, I feel like I'm uh, I'm starting again in lots of ways. So um, yeah, I'm really excited. So it's about um, a twelve year old girl who um, where to start with this? Okay, she finds a pencil. And this pencil is a magic pencil because she realizes that whatever she draws with this pencil, it becomes real. So if she draws an apple with it, she can pick that apple up and she could take a bite of the apple. And so one day she draws a door and she can actually touch the door handle and open the door handle. And she walks through the door and she finds herself in a totally illustrated city so everything in this city is sort of hand painted or hand drawn and there's lots of different districts in this city that are named after famous artists and you know so there's like a there's a pop art district called warholia and there's like a kind of slightly surrealist area called darley point west and then there's a comic book section so it's a really nice um world for us to kind of set this um adventure story in well there's lots of there's lots of different threads to the story but mainly she wants to find her dad yeah so her dad has been missing for a year or so and she suspects that her dad might be somewhere in this illustrated city so yeah hopefully it's um it's a bit of a kind of rip-roaring um uh, an enjoyable, quite funny um, uh, adventure story. So yeah, I hope people like it. Oh man, I'm sure they will. I mean, it's quite exciting to be, be able to sneak in your favourite artists in there as well, because I haven't seen many other books who uh, who managed to do that. Was there one in particular that you were desperate to get in there? Um, well, I'm really, I'm really excited. Actually, there's not the the Dali. There's a there's an area of the city called Dali Point West, so it's a very kind of surrealist area. And actually, there's not much of the first book that's set in that particular district and I'm just writing the, the second book now so there's going to be a little bit more of it in there but that's the one that I'm really excited about um, the characters kind of journeying through because you know surrealist there's no limit to kind of what you can do with your, uh, in a surrealist kind of environment is there so it's going to be uh, hopefully it'll be a lot be a lot of fun so yeah yeah, when I was uh, when I was at school, actually, we did Dali, and I absolutely adored him. For some reason, I just really took it, took to him. So yeah, very, very great, uh, great influence in the book. So you, you've got Peanut. Was it? What was it like writing uh, instead of just doing the illustrating? Like having to actually sit down and write the thing as well. 
Well, I do write my other books too. They're picture books. Um, so I'm used to writing to a certain extent, but obviously um, when you're writing a picture book, it is, you know, maybe 800 words and this is 50,000 words. So it's quite a different kind of discipline. Um, uh, yeah. So uh, I'm a, I'm a very organized person. So I just broke, broke it down into little bite-sized pieces and kind of planned each chapter at a time. So almost each chapter has is, is got its own little kind of story arc, a bit like a picture book text. And that's the way I did it. So it's more like writing sort of, you know, 50 picture book text, texts that all kind of hold string together and make up one big story. It, well, it, absolutely. And it also looks incredible as well. Like the illustrations are brilliant. Was it nice to kind of sneak in a few pictures as well? Yeah, it's nice. I mean, that's not, I mean, you do get when you're in the middle grade sphere, you do get illustrated books, but I don't think there's many that are illustrated quite to this extent. I guess that comes from my picture back, my picture book um, background. Um, Cause what you do with, in the picture books is, you know, the words tell one part of the story, but you, you can also tell quite a lot more of the story in depth uh, via the pictures, you know, a picture paints a thousand words and all that. And so it's it sort of felt natural to me to sort of treat this, this novel in the same way as I do my picture books from a visual point of view. So yeah, there are, I think there's nearly 200 illustrations in there. So certainly at least one illustration for every single chapter. And they're quite deep, you know, you know, it almost killed me to be honest, <laughs> they're quite detailed, they're quite detailed illustrations, but actually I do think they bring a lot more depth to the story and um, there's lots of things to spot in there that aren't actually mentioned in the text too. Oh, it really is. It looks incredible. Was there one bit in particular that you enjoyed writing the most? Is there one kind of little uh, section or storyline or something that you'd uh, you'd like the listeners to look out for? When my protagonists, they go into um, the comic the comic book um, district of the city. So it's called The Strip. And um, when they, they arrive in this area of the city and everyone, first of all, everyone's drawn, they look like comic book characters, everyone in the city. But the, the fun thing is that when they speak, everything they say appears in little voice bubbles above their head. So it's quite hard to kind of keep secrets in this particular district. Um, but there's a lot of fun that you can have, you can have with that. So um, yeah, that was, I, th- I think I really liked, I, I like writing that, but I really liked like doing the illustrations to go with that that section so yeah that's what i'd say just we should put out that um you were the creator of draw with rob last year uh that was phenomenally successful congratulations thank you yeah yeah it was a bit of a surprise the, the way that that kind of took off it's one of those things you know i uh I knew that there was going to be lots of children look, uh, well, actually, I, I knew there was going to be lots of parents looking <laughs> for things for their children to do uh, when, you know, when when the schools shut right at the beginning of the pandemic. So I thought, right, well, I, can, I might be able to help because, you know, I do these little draw along things at all my live events. So I thought, right, I'll just film, I'll film a couple of those and put them up online and it might keep uh, children busy for half an hour or so. And uh, yeah, I had the idea on the Sunday, recorded the first video on the Monday, put it up on the Tuesday. And then I found myself on news at 10 on the Wednesday because so, so many people were watching it. And I think we've had like something like 7 million views of these videos now. And I, I'm still doing them actually, you know, a year and a half later, we've done over, done over a hundred of the, of the draw along videos now. And um, they're all up there for free for people to watch and draw along with me whenever they, whenever they want to. And um, yeah, I love it. It's a lovely thing to see all these children, Lots of children don't think they're very good at drawing, you see. And I, my, my thing is that everybody can draw. Some people just need a little bit of help with the order that we do the drawing in. So it's really lovely to see all these children proudly, you know, displaying their drawings of sausage dogs or squirrels or, you know, hippos or whatever it is. Um, uh, you know, and they're always really amazed that they've managed to produce these lovely works of art. So it's, um, it makes me feel very proud to, uh, to see that. Yeah, you've created like such a lovely community. It it was uh, quite an amazing thing to do. But to be on the news at 10, that's pretty exciting. 
<laughs> it was, yeah, it was bizarre. It was surreal. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's obviously, it's lovely to have done uh, to have done something that is obviously connected with so many people. I didn't suspect in a million years that it would it would have this um, impact. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm super proud of, proud of it. Oh, I'm so glad. Well, one thing I get, they, I bet they didn't do on the news at 10 was uh, a quick fire round of questions like I have now for you. <laughs> they didn't. No, no. Come well, on then. Bring it on. That's what they're missing out on, you see. That's what they should be doing. Yeah. That's, that's, so first up is uh, pretty simple. Books or Kindles? Oh, uh, well, books. All the way, books. Especially, you know, my books. My books are so dependent on, um, you know, the illustrate the illustrations in them. I don't, can you have kin- uh, illustrations on a Kindle? I don't know. Maybe you can these days. But I think, you know, there's nothing like having a physical book and turning that page to see what happens next. I entirely agree. Uh, next up is heroes or villains? Uh, well, I like, you know, when I, I think when I'm reading, I, I'm a hero person. I like, I like heroes. But when I'm writing, villains are such fun to write. They're so much more fun to write than the heroes. So yeah, there's a kind of split decision there. Am I allowed a split decision? I'll allow it. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, pretty, okay. I'm pretty lax with this. That's okay. Uh, next up is pen- pencils, crayons or felt-tip pens. <sighs> Oh, this is tough. This is tough. <laughs> well, if I had to choose one, I would pick. I would pick pencils. I'd have to pick a pencil. You know, not not just because there's a there's a magical pencil in in my new in my new book, mm. but because I think with a pencil you can get. You know, when I'm drawing with a pencil, I can get the most variety out of a pencil. You know, I can do really nice kind of subtle shaded drawings or I can be quite kind of graphic and I think it's a bit more difficult with the other the other two to, to do that so I'm going to go with pencil uh do you prefer writing or reading um well reading is a lot easier than writing I'll tell <laughs> you that I'll tell you that much um so I probably prefer I probably prefer reading although once 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 the story in the book is written it is a, I, I you know it's, some, it's something that I feel very proud of so um after the writing is done, I would say I prefer the writing, <laughs> but during it, it's quite difficult. So, uh, yeah, reading. <laughs> <laughs> I've, uh, I've never had that reason for the answer before, but I'm a big fan of it. Uh, uh, next up, Hogwarts or Narnia? Oh, my gosh. This does not get any easier. Um, <laughs> no, well, Na- Na- Narnia, a big part of my childhood. You know, The Lion, The Witch and the Wardrobe was my favourite book, I think, growing up. Um, but I have, I have a very... A very close relationship with Hogwarts, not only because I read the books myself um, when they first came out, but I've read them all to my to my children and we've watched the films and everything since. So I think I will plump for Hogwarts. Hogwarts for the nostalgia. Good choice. Yeah. Uh, Warhol or Dali? Ooh. That's so tricky again. Um, all right, we're going to go with... We're going to go with we're going to go with Dali because of what I said earlier about the fact that I'm really looking forward to writing the part of the book where they visit the uh, the Dali district of the city. Uh, excellent. Do you write nine to five or do you write whenever you fancy? No, I'm quite organised. I write nine to five pretty much. So yeah, I ah. try and keep I try I try and keep business hours as best I can. But um, that's that being said, I'm one of these people. Like last thing at night. Um, I tend to look at what I've written and sort of make quick edits lasting literally just before I go to sleep, sometimes even lying in bed, like looking at my laptop. Um, so I do the bulk of the work nine to five, but then I do it. There's a little bit of extra cur- curricular stuff, sort of tweaking and editing here and there. So um, a little bit of both. Oh my goodness. You're one of very few authors who's, who's kept a nine to five, according to my uh, <laughs> here. You are a rare breed. Uh, do you prefer Paddington Bear or Winnie the Pooh? 
Paddington. I'm going to go with Paddington. Um, I uh, am very, very lucky that I got to meet Michael Bond. Um, and I've actually illustrated another one of his books. He wrote um, a series of books about a character called Parsley the Lion. And I have just, just last year, I think it was, I uh, illustrated um, a new collection of Parsley the Lion stories. So I'm out of loyalty to Michael Bond. I'm going to go with Paddington. Oh, good answer. Uh, and finally, the last one is salt and vinegar or cheese and onion? Oh, that's see, you finish with the easy one. Salt and vinegar all day long. It's easily Thank the you. best. It's easily the best flavour of crisp. No question. Well, that's correct. But you'd be surprised how many people say cheese and onion, and I have to cut off the interview immediately because yeah, I'm yeah. I'm, I'm, well, I'm not surprised you leave that question to the end because yeah, you'd have to cut them off straight away. There's no, there's yeah. no, there's no doubt about that. If I started with that, a lot of authors wouldn't get past the first uh, first question, to be honest. No. Um, but you did, Rob. Thank you so much. You got the right answer. Yay! <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Uh, so, Rob, I believe, is it the 2nd of September your book is out? It's 2nd of September, available from anywhere you get your books, but you should support your local bookshop. I need to say that. <laughs> oh, you really should. Uh, so, Peanut Jones and the Illustrated City is coming out soon. Look out for it. Uh, Rob, thank you so much for chatting to us. Oh, thank you, Bex. It's lovely to speak to you. Oh, Rob Bidolf, absolutely smashing it. I just, you know what? I just enjoy the name Rob Bidolf. I don't know if you've realised, but I'm a big fan of the surname. It's a fun name to say out loud, isn't it? Rob Bidolf, Rob Bidolf, double B's always, double B's, double D's, always good. Yeah, correct. Um, so, Bex, fun kids meets bingo. Hmm. I think I did all right. You know what, Sean? I stayed very quiet there uh, because I wanted to see what you thought of yourself. Yes, you did do all right there. Um, the magic pencil one was a very good guess. I did ask him what he would draw with his magic pencil. Um, correct. And uh, the city. Yes, you were right. Finding out some nonsense in the city. Very, very good guess. Sadly, I don't think he did infringe on any copyrights. I say sadly. His publishers oh, are probably very Rob, happy about that. Rob, come on. Yeah. Where's Play your that game, adventure? Rob. Yeah, sadly, Rob didn't have your disregard for intellectual property of other um, other books, but he did play along uh, with my quickfire round of questions. He was very fun, so we had a lovely old chat. I mean, the, the, the real big question here, Bex, is what would you draw with the magic pencil? I mean, I think what I'm about to say is one of the most obvious things I could possibly say. It's very on brand, but it's the first thing that comes to my head. It's going to be chocolate, isn't it, or something? Yeah, it's going to be chocolate. Yeah, it's going to be... I would draw, Sean, I would draw, like, an exact replica of a brick wall. If I was drawing on a wall, for example, draw an exact replica of a brick wall, but it would be all made out of chocolate, and the cement would be caramel. And I would be the only one who would know that it is a chocolate caramel wall. And then I would eat the chocolate caramel wall, but nobody else would know it, so it would be a private special wall. Wall, especially for me that everybody would just think was a normal brick wall you know when lemony snicket said you were dangerously unstable <laughs> <laughs> i think he had a point thank you bex thanks sean bye <laughs> i'm gonna let you have a little lie down now <laughs> brick wall <laughs> this gracious me right join us next week for more interesting people probably including bex um, <laughs> make sure you hit the follow button or the subscribe to make sure you do not miss an episode of Fun Kids Meets. And we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Thirteen-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. 
Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones.